Welcome to the Eight Facets of Life podcast with Chris Conley and Debbie Ellis. On this podcast, we will examine the components that make up our lives and discuss how we can make improvements. God wants us to perform at our best in all aspects of life, but why don't we? We will talk about this and much more in an effort to discover our very best us in every part of our lives. This podcast is brought to you by Darren Olson with Edward Jones in Bell Fountain. Well, Chris, as we move on into another facet, one of the things that came to my mind was Maslow's hierarchy of learning. And if you look at that pyramid and the base, the base is our psychological needs. So that would be like air, water, food, shelter. And then the next level would be the safety needs. And that's our security, our safety, just to be healthy. And then today we're going to talk about the third level from the base, and that is on relationships and family and just the idea of love and belonging. So that connection among all of us. If we talk about that, friends are kind of like family that doesn't have a genetic connection, but they are our family that we choose, our friendships. I've I've heard that before. I think I like that. And so if we kind of go from there, okay, so my question for you today is why do you think relationships are important and also how are they valuable to each of us? Life's all about people. There's plenty of people out there, right? Right. I've heard it said our relationships give us our highest highs and our lowest lows, and I can personally relate to that, and I think anyone can if we give some thought. You know, we delved on family in the last episode, and that's definitely relationships, but here, this portion of relationships is more about everyone else. We have friends through our work, through our church, through our hobbies, and then extended family. I know some people think of their uncle as being closer than than their dad, maybe because they lost their dad or something like that. So there's just relationships all the way around us, no doubt about that. One interesting story I heard one time was a man asked, what does it mean to be a friend? And he said the number one answer that he always gets is, it's someone who accepts me as I am. And he said on the surface that sounds good, but the danger in that is the guy at the carryout accepts you as you are. He just wants your money. True. And his comeback was, a friend is really someone that's going to hold me to a higher standard, someone who's not just going to agree with me on everything that I ever say, and someone that would be willing, they they want what's best for me. This day and age, we have all these Facebook friends and whatnot, and I'm not knocking that at all, but in my mind, that sounds more like acquaintances, because I know people that have 1,200 or more friends like that. But when you think about a true friend and someone that's going to hold me to a higher standard, someone that that causes me to be better, there's not too many people like that. In a sense, a good friend is like your cheerleader, that we feel we can share everything with them and they are there to just lift us up. And sometimes I know you just mentioned that they should be able to point out, I don't know if you use these words, point out your faults, but Truthfully, I think we gravitate towards friends who are like us, that have the same values, right. same interest. And I, I just believe that there's just this base. And because of that, we may not see them for four or five years, but we just pick up right where we left off. And, and you probably mm-hmm. have friends sure. like that too, whether it's from high school or college or golfing buddies. And no matter what happens in our lives, We can share it, and we know we really aren't judged. And I I think friends, they aren't very harsh on us, and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's rare because it's not uncomfortable to to correct someone, you know, because you're you're probably worried about 
is it would it damage the friendship? Right. So there aren't that many friends that you probably go back and forth in that manner. You remember hearing um, some concern over who your kids hang around with. True. Do you think that that has an age limit? Oh, no, no. It would be the same thing. But as we mature and get older, I believe it's okay not to hang around with people that don't make you happy. And I know that sounds a little superficial, but I believe at this point in life, if I'm not getting pleasure out of it, or if I feel like it's sucking the energy out of me, it's not you avoid them. You just have kind of a different relationship. Yeah. And then others that you enjoy doing things with, you're going to go that direction. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And it reminds me of a book I mentioned, I think, the last time called The Twelve Pillars. Yes. And Jim Rohn is a co-author of that. And he makes the comment in there that we need to evaluate our friends. And he gives it three different levels. There's an expanded association. And this would be like the people you're talking about that bring out the best in us. Yes. People we want to be around. So we need to be around people like that more because we want the best for ourselves. But then he also talks about the second one is limited associations. And that's people that, you know, maybe it is an aunt or an uncle or someone you see at a family reunion or even your high school friends. You've changed over time and maybe they just want to live in the past or maybe they have a negative streak. It's not that you don't want to be antisocial or unchristian, but you have to limit the amount of time you're with those people. And then the third category is the toughest. And that's basically non-association. And sometimes that might be a person that you've been close to, but for whatever reason, as you've grown apart, they just don't bring out the best in you. And and if they're a negative Nelly, the type that the sky's falling and everything like that, that's not going to do anybody any good. So I think we have to look at all three of those type of friends. And I think that brings up the question when we talk about ourselves and a question we need to ask ourselves in a conversation are we really listening to that person? Are we really listening or are we just waiting for a break that we can interject what we think is important? Right. So it's a two-way street. To be a good friend or to have a good friend, you need to be a good friend. Sure. Yep. And I've heard this before. You know, if you're looking for friends, they may be hard to find, but if you be a friend, they're going to be everywhere for you. Right. And, and honestly, I, I just tell you, my wife is the perfect friend. People <laughs> seek her out. We've been at a mall in North Carolina, and she's been off by herself, and I've been with the boys, and we've hooked up an hour later, and she's talking to someone, and I'm close enough that I can hear the conversation, and this is really personal, you know, and I thought, after they left, I said, did you know that lady? And she said, no, she just started telling me these things, and, you know, she's just got that nature about her, so it's great that, you know, there are people that are like that. And I think sometimes those opportunities like you're describing with your wife are God winks too. Sure. It's amazing how you'll run into, and my husband is just like you from his perspective. It's like every place we go, like, how do you know these people? You don't. But if you maybe listen, like we were talking about and ask certain questions, there was a reason for them to share what they had to share. Um, I have a pastor friend, and I think this is so interesting when they go out to eat He and his wife, before they pray before the meal, they will ask their waiter or waitress if there's anything they can pray for them, which probably surprises the person that's serving them. But he said, like there was a woman that was just getting ready to have an operation in two days and she asked for prayer. Or there was a lady that just kind of broke down and said, I'm going through a divorce. Will you pray for us? And um, it is amazing how if you 
make yourself a little vulnerable or you open up to someone, they do have needs. And I think when we talk about friends is that we have perennial friends and we have annual friends. And annual friends might be someone we're just meeting like your wife in the mall or somebody we see occasionally. But there are also perennial friends. And those are the ones that you see in and out. They are always important to us and they are always blooming and making us happy. Hmm. So there's all sorts of different relationships and friendships. Some go for decades. Some might be just that quick moment in the mall or at the restaurant. But they're all important because they connect us as human beings. Right. Relationships all about people and there's people everywhere. One story I heard some time ago was this woman was interviewing two prominent men and another reporter asked her her feelings on those interviews. And she said, well, when I interviewed the first person, he made me feel like he was the smartest man on earth. Mm -hmm. And she said, when I interviewed the second person, he made me feel like I was the smartest person on earth. And so which person do you think she'd want to choose to be around? True, true. And I think if we take it a step further, when you have relationships, and maybe I think you have an obligation to share things that make you happy or things that you even learn, just basic things mm-hmm. and things that are of value, just sharing with others builds a connection. Right. And I know like, okay, for example, if your children were involved in different athletics, perhaps during the soccer season, those parents are your social friends and you look forward to seeing them right. twice a week or whatever. After soccer season is over, you may not see them for another year or they may not be on the same team and you don't see them again. Mm-hmm. But during that time, those are your friends. Right. And because you're sharing a common bond. Sure. And that was something that I really hadn't thought of. I mean, I know we have friends at different seasons in our lives. Right. And then there's nothing wrong with friends coming and going. Because like you said, especially when our kids are at that age, they're going to make us have acquaintances that probably otherwise we wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful thing, because yeah. you wouldn't have gotten to know those those other parents and those other people. And right. you learn from all of it. I think that's what I was going back to sharing is we learn from everyone. Mm-hmm. And so it's very selfish. It's totally selfish that I enjoy people and I enjoy friends because I learn from them. Right. And hopefully I can impart a little bit of knowledge. But wow, it just... It's a high. The key, though, is uh, what do you talk about, right? Because, you know, with guys, again, maybe talking about a little bit of the difference between guys and girls. I can remember a time my wife and I were together. We see some friends we hadn't seen in a while. And she's talking to the lady and I'm talking to the guy. And as we're going to the car, after being together for half an hour at least, she said, wow, she's really got troubles, you know, and she went on about her daughter and her mom and all these different issues. And she said, what did you guys talk about? And I said, I just started to chuckle because it was nothing, you know, it was like, when I get to this point in my golf swing, you know, what do you think this happens? And so it seems like the type of things that women and men discuss are completely different. I would agree. It's cute because I think it was just yesterday, my husband showed me a this little saying and it said it's been two days since ESPN's been on TV I looked over there was a lady sitting on the couch next to me they say it's my wife she's pretty nice (laughs) so it's kind of like that I know when I try to kind of overhear what my husband's talking about with men it's usually sports scores or what's going on in the sports world and I'm sure that differs from husband to husband and women as you mentioned are talking about their families, Mm -hmm. their worries, 
maybe some travels. Yeah. But it is most often a different depth of conversation. Yeah. I guess that's the way we're wired. But again, I, I would hope that we as men could improve on that. And I think part of it might come to um, just asking better questions, you know, and it's, it's not about the weather, you know, we can't do anything about it. It's not about the sports teams that we follow. But I think some questions that have come to my mind is, how are you spending your time these days? Or have you read any good books that I should read? Or is there any projects that excite you? So those might just be some examples that get us thinking about how can we have a better conversation? Right, like more open-ended questions. exactly. And sometimes just a simple one like, how are you feeling about that? Can allow the person to go into the area or the arena they're interested in. Right. Yeah, along that line, another quote I remember saying was, you have two ears and one mouth, use them (laughs) accordingly. You know, because when we talk, we're only repeating what we already know. So if we truly want to learn something, we have to be open to to give the other person an opportunity. And and that leads me to a story that I just heard here recently. Uh, it was about a man named Dick Bass, and he was a big guy with a big personality. He was the son of a Texas oil baron and himself a ski resort entrepreneur. He was the first man to climb the highest peaks in all seven continents. And one day he was sitting next to a kind man on a flight, and uh, he was talking about all of his adventures. He explained his expeditions, how he almost died in the Himalayas, and as the plane was about to make its descent, he apologized to the man and said, I'm sorry, I've dominated our conversation. And he said, my name's Dick Bass. And the guy sitting next to him said, that's okay, I'm Neil Armstrong. <laughs> and I thought how comical that was that here this guy right. has all this information to share. And in his mind, it was worthy. But at the same time, here he's talking to the first man that ever stepped foot on the moon. How much richer could that conversation have been? Right. What does the earth look like from there? You know, I've seen pictures, but... That, that had to be a conversation that could go on for a long time. Right. Our eight-year-old grandson was doing a report for school in second grade, and it was interesting. He chose an astronaut. That's probably not un- atypical for that age group. Mm-hmm. But the one that he chose instead of Neil Armstrong was Buzz, because Buzz Aldrin took communion mm, yeah. on the moon, and he was the man that brought everything up there and took communion. And that's who... Drake wanted to talk about, not yeah. Neil Armstrong. And I thought that was pretty interesting because it was also probably a political no-no to do that, but Buzz did that. Yeah. And I think he was an elder of the Presbyterian Church, so he could have the sacraments up there. Sure. But I thought, that's pretty neat. And so what did Drake learn from that too? And mm. uh, he tied in his whole report. It looked you know, like the science fair boards. And he had a Christian quote or a scripture, actual scripture, and then uh. he had pictures. And so not only... He was like Neil Armstrong. He did something no one else has done at that point to walk on the moon, but he also did something beyond that that was even deeper. So right. I thought that was, now I got off on a tangent. That doesn't yeah. have anything to do with relationships <laughs> other than relationship with God. Right. And that's the most important one. Well, and it makes me think of something I just read last night from All Pro Dad. They're faith-based. Mm-hmm. And they, they were talking about how to have those talks with your children or people you could influence, you know, yes. and, and he was talking about uh, funeral. He gave a few points. He said, funeral, you know, that's a, that's a place a lot of people don't want to take their kids or talk to other kids about, but yes. that's a perfect learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. The same thing with a wedding, the same thing with, he's talked about when you watch movies with kids or uh, it just gives you a, a good way to communicate and what would you have done different? So maybe you can play out those what ifs prior to the situation actually happening. So 
a lot of ways that we can learn to communicate better and, and give us topics rather than talk about the weather and the sports scores. You are listening to the Eight Facets of Life podcast. Stay tuned for more after this message from our sponsor. With all the headlines, are you wondering if your retirement savings will last? The market's ups and downs can keep you guessing, especially if you're approaching retirement or considering it. Your Edward Jones advisor, Daryl Olson, can help. If you have more questions than answers about what's next, you can work together to help ensure you're prepared for your journey. After all, retirement isn't the end of the trek, it's a new beginning. Stop by the office at 125 South Main Street in Bell Fountain. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Now, back to the Eight Facets of Life podcast with Chris Carmley and Debbie Ellis. When you think of like mentor-mentee relationships, have you had any types of those relationships in your lives that have really impacted you? Yeah, we'll talk about that more in career side, but but at the same time, they are a a friend, like you mentioned, for a a season, you know, because Mm -hmm. when I worked, I had a lot of different bosses and different ones applied their tactics in different ways, made us either get along better or, or whatever. So uh, I think we'll probably go into that more in the career side, but there's no doubt that we have relationships, whether it's with a boss or with our subordinates. And they can, again, maybe we don't go out to, to dinner with them, but we have a, a work relationship. So uh, we can learn from each other. That's always been one of the key things I've talked about. It grows us. Yes, right. Proverbs 19.24, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. That's, I think, the essence of what we're talking about is this idea of a friend that's with us through thick and thin, and maybe they're going to be with us for our life, and maybe they're going to be replaced by someone who who else is at that point in our life. That's a good point. We all need friends like that. There's a book I read called Leadership and Self-Deception, and Darren Olson gave it to me, our sponsor. And had he not been the one that gave it to me, the title didn't intrigue me to read it. But the essence of the book was, do you see people as objects or do you see people as people? And I wish I could summarize it better because it was a big learning experience for me. But he's talking about how when we deceive ourselves, we justify our feelings and put other people down. And it was probably the best book I ever read that talked about Christian values that wasn't Christian. You know, it was all talking about it from a home and a work environment, but everything it had to do with was the golden rule. So that's a book I I highly recommend. Yeah. That sounds very, very interesting. And when we talk about relationships, so much of what we've experienced would be nice to remember. Like my sister has this memory. She can remember what dress I had on when I was four years old Uh or when she was, it's like, really? I can't remember what I wore yesterday, but there is a friend just introduced me to a website. It's called storyworth.com. But what it does is, for example, if I send it to you as a a gift, Chris, Hmm. every week it has a question that it it will ask you and then you type out the answer. And it would be maybe, could you tell me about when you went to your first dance in high school? Or can you tell me just things? And then after the year, and you've had all your questions asked, it would bind it into a book. And then you can give that to your child or to your grandchild or to a friend. And it puts together all the things that have happened in your life and the relationships and what you remember. And I thought that's such a neat idea because I'm not good at diaries and journals. My father has had a journal, I think since he's 25. He is so diligent about writing in it 
every single day. Hmm. I'm not that person. Yeah. And so I thought that's kind of a neat thing. And I had never heard of it before. Yeah. I've got something similar that I bought at a used bookstore for a couple of dollars, but it was grandpa's memories and grandma's memories. Right. I've seen and that. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it's a page that just, it prompts you through. It sounds like the same thing you're talking about. Right. So right. the same concept, a little bit cheaper. I think right. your concept sounds like it might be something that would appeal to people because it's not so time consuming. I look at that book right. and it's like, wow, there's a lot there. But if I'm getting a question once a week, that sounds like a neat concept. So. Right. And you, then you just type it in, yeah. you know, on your yeah. device and you can add pictures and things like that. So they're doing the work for you. Probably yeah. it's, it's an easier way to do it. So the key is, like I say, life's made up of people. And as Christians, we need to treat everyone the way we'd want to be treated. And I think that's the key to getting along. And Jesus sought people out and he loved everyone. And I've heard other ministers say before, it's not to say that he liked them, you know, because we don't like everyone that we come in contact with, but as human beings, we're to love them. So I think if we can always remember that and stay in the word, and there's other books out there that complement that as well, that we can be the best that we can be. I agree. So if I were to sum up what we chatted about today, Chris, Mm. probably most important that family are the people that we choose to be with and how important they are in our life and the relationships that we form and who we are with really does promote our growth or I guess it could stun it, but we're going to be positive about that and to talk about what is a true friend. I think also if you looked at tips and I think you shared several just to be generally interested in other people. I think that is so important and to be sincere Mm -hmm. and to remember the person, listen to what they're saying, be cognizant of how they are feeling. And and there's all sorts of different levels of friendship, but I also kind of heard from what you said is just to be a good listener and to encourage others to talk about themselves. And you said it, I didn't, men, (laughs) listen up on that. And just to make the other person feel important. That's what a relationship is about. And it's God-centered because if you're making a person feel better about themselves, that is very worthy task and a very worthy position for us to take in this world. Yep. And I think some people are card senders and there's nothing that takes the place of getting something in the mail, you know, and I don't think that matters what your age is. There's been people that have sent me things that said, I really appreciate what you did for me. And I don't even remember doing it, you know, but Mm -hmm. boy, it sure lifted my day. So if we think about how we can be a light for others in that regard, I still don't think anything replaces face to face, but we just have to keep people on in our mind and whether we're sending thank yous or I was thinking of you type things, that's a great way to connect. Totally agree. And join us next time as we talk a little bit about, I'll say, the game of life, but it's health and our lifestyle and how we live it. Thanks for listening to the 8 Facets of Life podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you heard today, please visit our website at the number 8facetsoflife.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.